Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to another episode of Threads of Enlightenment. As usual, it was it is with honor. I thank you so much when my guest presents. I truly, truly, from the bottom of my heart, um, uh, welcome them here and their energy, their wisdom, their journey, that they were even allowing themselves to be vulnerable before you and I. I cherish the space, and I thank you. Tom, welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, sir. Ken, thank you for having me. Sweet. It's a beautiful introduction right there. I love it. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, Tom, tell them a little about uh, what you have, your accomplishments, or the things I say to people, uh, what we have um, uh, created. Talk to them as to some of your accomplishment or your creation. Well, we're all creators, aren't we? We're all artists. Yes. yes. I, I believe, uh, as I can tell you do, that um, all of us as human beings are artists and, and creators. It's just, that's what it's all about. Well, some of the things I have created, um, a big one is this book. This is kind yes. of, you know, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears go into <laughs> creating a book. So I'm an author. We'll talk about this. Full yes, heart living will. conversations mm-hmm. with the happiest people I know. Um, out of the book and the talks, the public talks that I was doing uh, arose another product. Uh, this is Full Heart Living Conversation Spark. So I learned from nice. my book that happier people connect really deeply. And this is a tool to help mm-hmm. people connect deeply with themselves and other people. Is it a game, uh, per- Tom? You should make it yeah, a game. Like a, yeah, it's a game. It's fun. Awesome. That's perfect. <laughs> it's definitely a game. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, and um, I'm a licensed psychologist uh, based out of uh, Minneapolis area and um, a coach. I do personal and life coaching, um, helping people live their best lives, especially um, I tend to work mostly with or often with uh, survivors of neglect or trauma in childhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, I work a lot with highly sensitive people as well. And... Um, what else do I create? I, I create beauty. I create beauty around me in, in my uh, household and in my garden. I'm a I big love dog lover. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, my dog t- is snoozing right over here. Oh, go ahead. Awesome. I too believe that we are, um, that we are artists, all of us. I think when we yeah. are born and we are placed into this space, that we have been given a clean canvas. And I think. Because of that, it breaks my heart when someone comes over to my painting and is critical of my painting, uh, when they could say to me that, hey, that's an interesting usage 
of that color, um, you know, <laughs> versus uh, the color that they use. And so I think if we can uh, have that childish approach, I don't even think it is. I think it is the way it should be, that we ought to look at life that way as artists uh, creating a space that is called our life, that we can then um, cease to be um, judgmental uh, when we look at someone else's painting that is different from ours. And so that wow. is my belief system. And mm. it was lovely to hear uh, you said that. So I was like, uh, yes. So I can't wait till we embark on this conversation. Tom, let me take you back to yeah. you are born in this beautiful place. You came into this world. Mom and dad is excited. They brought you home and you are placed into the laboratory, as I call it. And they are now going to love on their child and bring up their child. How was your uh, childhood? Very mixed. I mean, I, it's f fascinating even to hear you describe it that way, right? I imagine that happening. I, I wasn't conscious, but yes, I imagine my parents bringing me home. I'm sure they were thrilled, <laughs> right? I was the first boy. I have two older sisters. Nice. I'm the first boy of two boys. and um, I'm sure all that happened, but, but how was my childhood? It was, it was very, very, very mixed. So, so yes, there's an element in what you described, a very loving family and a, a mm -hmm. stable family in so many ways. My parents, um, you know, remained married. Uh, they loved each other. Um, you know, they provided uh, quite well financially. Uh, we had food to eat. So lo lots of good things. And then they, and they, you know, got us involved in activities. So, so from the outside, our childhood would look very ideal to so many people. I, I get that. Yeah. Uh, behind closed doors, it wasn't so pretty much of the time, or at least mm -hmm. enough of the time. Um, my mom was really overwhelmed with uh, four children um, uh, and a trauma survivor her, herself. Mm -hmm. And... Um, she, uh, when she would get frazzled, if, if something were out of place or I didn't wash the pan yeah. well enough, uh, she would explode. Yeah. Uh, and, um, it was all my fault and I was a horrible person. I should know better. I should wash the pan this way and I should put it away in this place. Uh, and I should know all this and I shouldn't have to be reminded. Or if I packed the wrong thing, uh, to go on vacation, uh, I was just the scum of the earth. Um, so, oh, oh, and the second piece of that is that it would be all swept under the rug. It was ignored. It was pretended yeah. like nothing happened mm -hmm. and, uh, no apologies were made. No explanations were made. No, no reassurance was wow. given that it wasn't me or uh, when I say me, it's really, uh, it wasn't just me. It was, you know, all of us, um, were subject to these these kinds of treatment, and so it's quite crazy making, <laughs> um, thinking, feeling like I was to blame and that I should do better. To, you know, it set me up for patterns of behavior. Yeah, in relationships later, where um, I thought I was responsible for other people's feelings, and yeah. uh, if I only performed, uh, things should go right. Yeah. and those are. Um, those are beliefs that are not very helpful. Yeah, yeah. It's, isn't it funny how, and I say this to everyone, and I keep telling people, and I have to, we're all coming from a space of trauma. I don't, I don't care who you are. 
um, and how we perceive the world, as we were talking about earlier, Tom, is based from that trauma. And the it's really interesting when it comes to our parents because we have two people with two different types of drama that yes. are now becoming a becoming a unit to create this life and to now input all this heavy trauma into this baby as much as pretty as it said it sounds yeah um if they haven't started their journey to, mm-hmm. they can only see and it's not that they're coming from a place of hatefulness or anything it's no. a place of love they're coming from to the degree of revelation uh, that they have as to who they are and yeah. from there and there's nothing wrong with it we at the time most of us we thought they were the monsters of the world but when we get older and we are able to when we're going through ours or have gone through our journey tom we look back and go wow they did pretty good you know for yes. what and uh, the revelation that uh, they had, because you know why I, I I know they did pretty good. I'm still here, Tom. I'm still, I did yeah. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a testament of them, because it gave you and I a foundation by which we would say, "I want to do something different. I want to yeah. create something different." And Absolutely. so they also serve their purpose in in our life. Talk to us. Talk to us, Tom. As you are going through this, because that is a place of, of trauma. It is a place of confusion, um, uh, uh, reacting and not giving you a clue as to the purpose, the why, the, that stuff. So it must have been a confusing time in order to manage your emotions that you were feeling from a result of how you were treated. Yes, yes. Well, it affected my self-esteem, right? Mm. I thought I was pretty fundamentally bad wow. for a long time. And then you, you couple onto it, um, uh, peer abuse then, starting yeah. in junior high school. Yeah. Um, so I was not the traditional stereotypical guy's guy, mm-hmm. right? I was not into uh, competitive sports. You know, I, I wanted to hang out with the girls more. I had more in common with the girls. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I got, and to call it like just bullying or teasing, is would not begin to describe what I experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so peers uh, telling me what sexual acts I should be performing, yeah. for instance. Um, yeah. So same thing. I thought if, if I were different, they wouldn't be doing this. Versus, yeah. and, and that, that's a setup of the childhood before that, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So again, I thought I... If I were different, if I acted a certain way, things would go better around me. Like I had something, but these, I mean, children yeah. think these things, right? Yeah. As yeah. adults, we, we, so, um, I, and I didn't know to stand up and say no. And I didn't, cause in my childhood, we were told to ignore things. Yes. You know, so, uh, I thought that's all I knew was to ignore it. I didn't know to go to a vice principal or a principal and say, Hey, this is going on. This yeah. is not okay. Yeah. So I felt really alone and 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 ashamed. Yeah. Um. So trauma upon trauma. Yeah. And not not feeling like I had really any place to go. Um. But you were sort of alluding to this. So so the gift, and maybe maybe this is not exactly what you're asking, and and, and forgive me, but I feel no, like no, this go is ahead, so important. Yeah. Yeah. That there. What, what? How it helps me now is that I understand trauma so deeply, and I mm-hmm. know that my clients can even if. 
most of them don't know all this history. Some yeah. of them know a little bit because now I've started to write about it. Yeah. Um, and I'm doing these podcasts. <laughs> um, but they feel that I know it. They get that I get it. Yeah. And it helps them feel safe. Yeah. So yes, to to use these experiences for uh, to help people yeah. is a gift. And um, I think that's why I have a strange theory about this. It's just a thesis, please. just a thesis yes. um, that I'm okay. working on. I believe that um, because there's a need for that for the, a person like that, that we are the ones that are chosen. I think. People are chosen to go through certain things. Why? Because when they can be trusted with the outcome. They can be trusted on going to mm. going through the journey. Some people mm. I've seen, Tom, that has been given the, afforded the opportunity that have refused to go through. And I believe that um, some of us, the gift is that we were obedient enough to be able to experience it. Um, and then we can now, as I say to you, we can serve now. Then we can yeah. serve those that are truly um, impacted by the very same type thing that you have gone through. And so yes. that when you speak to them, they yeah. can feel the sincerity. They can feel yes. the power. And as a result of having that conversation, Tom, I believe there's a transfer, transferring of power uh, into yes. them. Because we are energy, and I believe they yes. once they suck it up and drink up of the information and the mm-hmm. energy, the empathy, mm-hmm. the love, all of yeah. that stuff that you're offering within the words and the conversation, it right. frees them, it strengthens them, and they right. trust you, and yeah. uh, uh, they are able to move from that space much faster than if it was just someone who had the book knowledge and never and, and didn't experience what I call the lab, yes, the lab so part true. of it. That's you know exactly what I experienced. You you describe it so well. And may I add? So uh, so for so many years, I believed we um, we have our experiences and and we make better choices than those who came before us, and that. Mm-hmm. We did that for our descendants. Mm-hmm. We do it for ourselves, and mm-hmm. we and it helps those who come after us. Yeah. And I just within the last two years read Resma Menakin. Do you happen yeah. to know mm-hmm. him? Yeah. My mm-hmm. my grandmother's hands. Yeah. He uh, talks gave about me that the book. fact. Yeah. Who did? A friend of mine gave me that book. A friend gave you yeah. that book. Have you read it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. I love that book. So you'll you'll remember this piece that I'm going to say. He talks about uh, we do it for our ancestors too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it goes both ways. I I just always thought it would go forward. He says no, 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 no. Our ancestors are waiting for us. Our ancestors heal when we heal. Yeah, as well. I love that idea. Yeah. There's always one that is given the opportunity within the lineage of the blood lineage. There's always one. Um, and I've seen this over and over and over again. And that is one of the things I believe is that, uh, that lineage is given the opportunity to, I guess, for lack of a better word or way to explain it, Tom, it would be to try to make it right. I don't know if there's another way that I can find that right now. I'm, I'm lacking that, but to, to, 
But that's the opportunity that has been given to us. So here you are. This is a, a young man going through all kinds of trauma. That's some heavy stuff coming from both um, of your should be at least the home should be the safe zone. But you're still having some stuff there. And then the other place that you have, because you're either home or a school from both right. places, you're, you're having this traumatic experience in your yeah. life and you are growing in and growing up uh, within that space. Um, that is that is a painful space. I'm, I'm, now I'm trying to explain it. I'm looking at it going, wow, that that is an intense place to be because you're not having any rest as a, as a human spirit. Um, right. Where are you finding it, Tom? Where are you finding your rest? Oh my gosh, through uh, reading was huge. Mm-hmm. Reading, reading, you know, um, science fiction novels. Yeah. That, that, that was a huge thing. Uh, the, you know, various adults who did see me, who I did feel safe with. Mm-hmm. So that includes my fifth grade teacher, who was then Miss Collier. She's now Mrs. Menino. Mm-hmm. Um, she saw me and I could tell she, she, she was wild about me. She loved me and she, mm-hmm. she saw I had talent. She saw I could write. In fact, this is the first person who told me I could write. Wow. And um, she really loved my creative writing. Um, I began to believe that I have value. Uh, My my, uh, paternal grandmother, really the embodiment of unconditional love. And then, um, oh, some theater teachers and directors Mm -hmm. along the way. So I I, I got involved in um, forming. Mm -hmm. uh, And that was a refuge. So there I did feel safe and appreciated uh, uh, amongst the theater crowd. Yeah, I was um, I was kind of popular. I was kind of yeah. well liked. Mm-hmm. So 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 having various places yeah. where I was accepted. Yeah, th- th- those were those were places of rest. And how old were you when you were having these places of uh, in, uh, coming to these places of rest? Were you still in high uh, school? I think or? It was fifth grade is when I started performing, and all through high school and even college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was often involved in some kind of stage production or dance or awesome. Yeah. So here you are, you've gone through high school and I'm sure high school must have been a lot of fun because, uh, uh, those folks are there as well. Teenagers are there and they are keen on expressing their, um, their opinion, <laughs> yes. as, as I want to say. Um, yes. how, how was that? And how did you, uh, because you're in experiencing periods of rest and encouragement as well. How yeah. did that, um, with those encouragement and, and the other aspect of it with the pressure, how did it begin to form you? as an individual within yourself. Well, it's these kind of warring factors, right? There's yeah. there's the 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 performer who, you know, I got lead roles, is like people believed I I had something to offer. Mm-hmm. Um and then um simultaneously, um yeah, these horrible experiences at school, some really horrible experiences uh in the privacy of the home. Again, it's this mix, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like uh where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? <laughs> What's true? What's true? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, um, wow. So how did you how did you make it out to high school and, and to college? How did you make it out, Tom? Talk to me. How did you make it out? 
It's such a good question. I wish I had a super clear answer. I think I think part of it is just the will to survive. Like, like you were saying earlier, I'm here. The the proof. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the main thing is relationships. That's that's what yeah. kept me going. Right, finding yeah. my people, finding people who I loved and who loved mm-hmm. me back. Yeah. That was huge. That was huge. Um, eventually, I got myself into psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was studying to become a psychotherapist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of things in my training um, to become a psychotherapist, um, we would do um, like uh, what they, they call them T groups or, you know, um, it's a, it's, so it's, um, it's an actual group. So it's the purpose is to help train therapists, but mm-hmm. you're also, you use your actual real life experiences. So it's not just yeah. made, yeah. made up stuff. Yeah. So in the training, um, I disclosed some of these um, traumatic experiences. And uh, in a group of peers who I trust, who are also disclosing, you know, their woundedness, mm-hmm. um, to experience their acceptance, to have them say explicitly, oh, yeah. Tom, you didn't need that crap. Yeah. Yeah. You were not to blame. We love you just as you are. To have them say yeah. that. Like, yeah. I believed it. I, I took it in. Yeah at a deeper level and individual psychotherapy. Similarly, just to, to sit down with someone, to have someone validate my, to have someone help make sense of what at the time didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Why were these people so mean to me? Yeah. Um, to have someone, you know, you know, a tutor, a mentor, you know, really sit down face to face and help me know I wasn't to blame. I wasn't bad. I wasn't wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, eventually I began to, you know, take that in the yeah. new belief. Yeah, and how? And I would say too, activities, finding my passions. You yeah. know, uh, uh, allowing myself, taking some risks, and and doing things that I felt you know an absolute calling mm-hmm. to do, like psychotherapy, like teaching. You know, there's and like being a parent, right? There, there are things that I just felt absolutely drawn and it didn't really feel very optional to me. I really wanted to be a psychotherapist. I really wanted to be a dad. Mm -hmm. And uh, these experiences, you know, allowing myself to express myself, I feel like all that is so healing. Like, like, like I just say, no, like I have proof. I feel it. I feel like I have worth. I'm doing good things. And those, those awful things that people said about me, you like, you don't know me. Yeah. (laughs) It isn't about me. (laughs) I I love Tom how you're um, in your explanation. You can hear yourself um, express your self love of yourself, and Mm. it is a beautiful Mm. journey uh, for anyone. Tom and I tell them it's a necessary journey, and I I would uh, advise them to get there as quickly as possible to uh, sit down quietly and examine yourself. Examine your your thoughts, the reasoning behind what you do. As you began to examine those things, you're actually truly standing before yourself naked, spiritually um, naked in every, in the darkest parts of your mind um, mm. that you are stripping mm. away all the facade, all of the pretending, all of those things and have this conversation with yourself and and learning to, uh, learning to accept yourself, number one, in the, in the dark mm-hmm. condition that you're in, because you can't change it at, at that point in time, but you're moving forward. 
You have to learn how to accept yourself in all that darkness. And then you have to learn how to forgive yourself, Tom. Yeah. And within the darkness. And you have to go through all these self-acceptance and love and awareness. And I believe, Tom, that when you fall in love with you at that point, my God, Tom, when I show up in your life and I am a fool and act like an idiot, I am not going to offend you because you are so richly and deeply in love with yourself. You're going to look at me and go, this boy is nuts. But you're still <laughs> going to love me because you're going to recognize that I need to heal as well. And so that's mm -hmm. when you start loving on me, throwing the empathy on me. Um, and that stuff, Tom, I believe what it does to the receiver is causes cause them to start looking at them themselves. Why is Tom mm -hmm. like this? What, what, what is it I feel? You know, and they start asking the questions. And you then, as a uh, uh, one that has been trained in that arena, can then usher them through conversation and words that you can usher them into the seat that they can begin to learn about who they are and become aware yeah. of who they are. And so yeah. I hear you in your voice, you talking about uh, this passion. You can see it about when you're beginning to love and accept yourself from being that person that was always in the middle, not knowing where to go. So yeah. talk to me, Tom. Here you are you're with your peers and you are learning about who you are as an individual like, as far as the acceptance piece. What were some of those things, and you alluded, alluded to some of it earlier, what were some of those um, uh, uh, thoughts that you gave permission to grow and become monsters? And what were some of those that you dealt with, the trauma and all those things? But there's always a bunch of them hiding behind those thoughts. What were those little ones that you picked up that you, as you begin to learn about you, you realized, oh, this was here too. Tell me about some of those and how did you overcome them? Yeah, well, I mean, a, a huge one uh, from the peer abuse is um, I'm not man enough. Yeah, yeah. That's literally what they were telling me by mm -hmm. calling me fag. Yeah. Right? You're, you're, oh, and it's, it's actually comes down to sexism, right? They're saying yeah. you're a woman, you're not a man. Yeah. It's horrible. It's 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 uh, it's horrible. It's, it's horrible on so many levels. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of another. What, what did I come to believe from? I, I think I already said it. Like like with the 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 parenting the, from my parents, it was um, I had to be perfect. Perfect. Yeah, the perfection piece. Uh, yes, you know, cl you know, clean up and and anticipate that I had to anticipate other people's needs. Yeah. And if I. If I packed right, if I cleaned right, you know, if I got the good grades, maybe everything. I mean, then there was less of a chance that that my mom might explode. It didn't, it didn't <laughs> totally take away, <laughs> but you would have fewer excuses to lash out at me. So how did I? How did I overcome those? Yeah, it's it's um again, it's it's almost hard to say because it's such a long journey over a yeah. lot of years. And am I yeah. totally over these? No, I'm no. not even totally over them. Now, not, none of us right? are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of but, it though, Tom. None of us are. We're still in this learning phase, but we've learned yes. a lot more than, yes. uh, uh, yeah. you know, 10 years ago, you know, yeah. or, or, or five years. So here's what, here's what comes to mind about the gay thing. Um, being 
in the presence of other people in my tribe mm-hmm. um, is super healing. So uh, the freedom in the gay community is amazing, right? When, when you face um, a part of yourself that is so reviled by the society at large, mm-hmm. and things have gotten better. Yeah, Things are yeah. so much better than they were when I was a teen, but still there's plenty of hatred and we're, we're seeing it in politics oh, right yeah. now that oh, yeah. gay rights are being again, uh, just pummeled. It's, it's just, Oh my gosh, astounding. But anyhow, to, to surround myself with my tribe and see the humor in the gay community, mm-hmm. to see that self-acceptance. Like you were saying, you were, you were seeing it in me as I was talking about my thing, right? So when yeah, I'm with yeah. my tribe, and we've all, you know, had this journey of coming out and um, come to terms with that mostly, uh, to be in the presence of community is, again, incredibly healing and helps yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in terms of the family stuff, there's several things. Part of it, part of that is, uh, what is slash was talking with my siblings. So, so all, all of the four of us, yeah, you know, we're in that household, uh, to have them validate my experiences later. Mm-hmm. So once yeah. we got out yeah. of the yeah. household, we were able to look, we we're able to, to really see other families. Oh, other families don't do it that way. <laughs> um, uh, and we, we can say to each other, Oh my God, that was really messed up, right? Yeah. That was really damaging. Yeah. yeah. So to, to validate that for each other is very, very helpful. Yeah. Super helpful. Yes. Those are just a couple of things that immediately come to mind. I, there's yeah. so much more, I'm sure, but yeah. those are some really powerful things. Powerful ones. Those are the ones that, um, that are always in front of us that uh, we, we tend to focus on those. Um, and as I mentioned to people, everyone I tell Tom, trauma is natural to the human experience. How we live and what we do with the trauma now separates, uh, separates us as to uh, the ones that are um, uh, taken in and overcome by it. And when we see those, we see the sadness um, within that person. And I told him it has nothing to do with money because if it was money, rich people wouldn't be killing themselves. So we know then um, it has nothing to do with uh, wanting money because we know poor people kill themselves, rich people who got the money kill themselves. So it's something else. And this is the human experience is that we are greater than this perceived thought that we have ourselves, this collectiveness from uh, people, Tom, telling us that we are less than. Yeah. That is the cry of society. It is the cry of any kind of institution that endeavors to control. You mentioned uh, uh, the politicians as well. They use our differences against us and cause fear to 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 make people behave in fashion that is absolutely incredible because they lose their sense, their ability to um, process things if they get them emotionally charged on a subject. And right. their logic, they lose their logic and their their um, uh, faculty where it comes to just looking at a situation. So here you are, you have achieved this, you have gone now and you are putting your... Uh, journey into books you're putting and you're creating a format 
where you are then beginning to serve. I want you, Tom, to tell me about someone, a story that you had an opportunity to be present with there when you were dealing with someone and you began to talk in the conversation and they began to, uh, that light bulb beginning to, um, I remember when in the, I grew up on a farm and when we would light the lamp and it would be really dim and as you turn it, it gets brighter and brighter and brighter. Talk to me about that space when you're with someone. And I know that conversation is sometimes weeks and so forth, but then there's that special day, Tom, that you're talking to them and then you could see that light getting brighter and brighter and that freedom walks in and then boom. Talk to me about that and the experiences that you have because you're seeing a lot of people. Uh, so you're sure you're having these experiences as you in your practices. Absolutely. And yes, it's uh, that's the best, right? That's what Isn't a it? gift. What a great, <laughs> yes, it's incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'll just say quickly, yeah, I mean, every now and then people ask me, oh, how can you stand to be a psychologist, right? You just sit here and you sit there and you hear people suffering all day. Like like they can't imagine doing this work. And I'm like, well, yeah, I do. I do really sit with people suffering. That is true. Yeah. That that's a really important piece of the process is just to be there and really witness and feel it with them. And Mm -hmm. yes, that's, but psychotherapy isn't just that, right? Yeah. It's also these moments that you're referring to, right? Where a light bulb goes off or where, where we find a new, opportunity or a new option and oh my gosh yeah oh, oh my that just fills my my soul so an example I'll, I'll give a recent one um somebody who has struggled with um a lot of uh depression in their life mm-hmm. and um really just within the first couple times i met with this person um again just by being with that truth so what? Yeah. So just making space for it, just being really open to it. Really tell me. So inviting them. Tell me about it. What's it like? Yeah. What yeah. happens? Yeah. What's going on? What are you doing? What are you not doing? And um, what was different at other times in your life uh, when things weren't so bad? And like that question woke the person up. Well, mm-hmm. when I lived in this place, mm-hmm. I was doing X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. And that included way more downtime, way more rest, and spending way more time with uh, people that the person absolutely adored. Mm-hmm. So, like, like the it's not that hard. Yeah. That's, that's not like rocket science, right? It sounds so simple, but the person was stuck. They couldn't yeah. see it. They were just the habits. Like, like human beings, we tend we really get into habits. Yes, and so this person was. Uh, doing things just out of habit wasn't being super mindful was and was mm-hmm. was functioning fine again from the outside the person's you know was working a career making money mm-hmm. in a good relationship but not you know not singing from their soul that's what yeah. i like to see i like yeah. to see people singing from yeah. their soul yeah you know that's different than just making it through every day and um, to see the person, right. It's, it is like that light that you were talking about. You say, Oh, I have choices. I could, yeah. I could cut back on some of these activities that aren't feeding my soul anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this person did yeah. really quickly. And uh-huh. it made a, again, and again, I may be oversimplifying a little bit. Again, it sounds so simple, 
And it, in a way, it is. It, it is that it's, simple, it's, though, Tom. It, yeah. That's what we're trying to tell people. <laughs> it really is that simple. I know you're trying to um, make it not sound that simple, but it is. And and yeah. it, it. I think what it is, Tom, is that people are getting too busy living and forgetting how to live. And I, mm. what I mean by that is that we we, as you said, we we hook in. And uh, when we become programmed, we become automatic. Go to bed at uh, the same time. You wake up the same time. You yeah. go through the same routine when you wake up the same time. If you change a routine out of there, you're all messed up. And and so yeah. you 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 have this routine. You jump in your car. Then you go to work. You, you sit down. The routine begin. You come out from. And so you are doing this over and over again. Yeah. And you are not allowing yourself the greater sum of these things that are you're doing. You yeah. are a greater sum of all of that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. none of them are there uh, or even know that they can ask the question. And I think that is why someone like yourself, Tom, that has been exposed to the journey, mm-hmm. knows the type of questions to ask in order that that light bulb moment would start to begin yeah. uh, because yeah. you have gone through, and that's what I've said, you were, uh, mm. you could have been trusted with the journey. And because you were trusted with the journey, your reward, Tom, is the fact that you get to see exactly that, what mm. you just described. And to mm. me, that is living. Um, yeah. You cannot burn out. You can't at that space. You don't get sad. You 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 get creative because you're trying mm-hmm. to look into that space. And I tell people the purpose of a uh, uh, someone like you, Tom, is to bring them the awareness of their scotomos, their blind side. You are so used to it that you're not even going to see it. But someone who's outside of you, who's yeah. empathetic who is yeah. caring, who wants to see you succeed. That person mm-hmm. is studying you, is looking, mm-hmm. is listening, is yeah. trying to interpret every breath that you have because they mm-hmm. are in love with you, uh, of who you are, and they want to get you there. And so it's beautiful to see it. I see that smile on your face when you're talking about it, Tom. <laughs> but it is that easy, man. It, it, that's the truth, Tom. It is yeah. that easy. It's when you make them, yeah. you slow them down enough to ask the question that yeah. they were too busy but didn't know even what question to ask. But you knew what to ask because you've been through the journey, Tom. You've yes. been through well, it. And, and I'm just in the moment. I'm just yeah. I'm really, as, as you said, like I really, I'm tracking, I'm really with them. Yeah. I'm also just in this openness kind of to receive from, and yeah. it isn't it isn't me asking the question that's the other thing I like to say. Yeah. I don't really feel like it's it's not an ego thing. It's not mm-hmm. me. It's like I'm in the present moment and it something comes to me. Yeah. Oh, ask it this way in this time. Yeah. Right? It's it's beyond. It's something yeah. else out there. It ain't yeah. me. Yeah. I think that's why um because we are you can be trusted, you become a conduit. And right. that's what I was saying is that we all become conduit. 
we create this dish, as I say, Tom, to tell people that we go through the mess. We we throw all kinds of um, spice in there to try this. Now nah, that don't taste good. <laughs> and then when we finish, <laughs> when we have gone through all of that and we've gone through the cooking class and we know how to cook this dish from the journey that we uh, just walked through, we then turn around and write the recipe down in books. And and so you're writing the recipe down in books. And I encourage people, Tom, um, that uh, those that are listening to us, I want you guys to buy his books. And you've heard me say this a million times, that when you buy a author's book, you're buying the information that they've obtained out of that journey. And you're having a one-on-one conversation with Tom. He, his energy, his wisdom, the, uh, the force that he would say to you face to face is in those books. And as you read those, those words, that energy would leap off into your heart and change your life. Tom, I want to thank you for coming by for as of enlightenment. This has been an eye opening conversation. Thank mm, you so much. Thank you. You're deep, Ken. I really loved it. This was a great <laughs> time. <laughs> thank you, sir. Everyone who's listening, to this podcast. We hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you. But always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.